everybody, welcome to another episode of Football Asides. I'm your host, Glo, and joining me today is my friend Sam. Sam, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Gloria. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited about this. Uh, how's it going? Where are you quarantining? If you're still quarantining. Um, yeah, I'm, most of us are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually still holed up in uh, New York City, right in Manhattan. Um, so I'm actually like literally like in the thick of things. Um, honestly, not much to do, but super excited that soccer's back. Super hyped that footy's back. So, yeah. Yeah. So how's the how's it been in New York like through like this entire period? How's the some of the reopening? Like, do you notice a change? I don't know. Has the vibe of the city changed? And if so, like how? Yeah, yeah. I mean, for sure. Like the vibe of the city has obviously changed. Like things will never be the same. Like this is gonna be like low key like the new normal. Um, um, actually, funny story. Me and my roommate were driving back up from Virginia since we spent like the week there. And as we were like pulling up to the city, we saw like a bunch of people and we we're just like, what the heck is going on, bro? Like tons of people just like out and about like resuming regular life. And like the bars are even doing this like pretty like, I mean, ingenious, but also like very like kind of like dumb thing. Like they're having to go drinks. So like you can get like a margarita or like something like that, just like outside. And like what people were doing in Brooklyn, specifically like Williamsburg. We're like all congregating like outside of that. And Cuomo was like, yo, don't make me come down to Brooklyn because like that's not <laughs> supposed to be happening like at all. Um, so like different. Yeah. Like, like people what, trying to, like, what happened their to the way open container laws though? I'm yeah, telling wait, you. Like, the the cops were... No, no. I so mean... the cops were still like finessing people. Like they're like, oh, word, like pick up that margarita and walk like 10 feet away. Boom. We're about to mm. give you a citation for an open container. I mean, since the most of cops have done their job in a minute, so maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Also, otherwise, preoccupied. But like, we're all like very glad the football is back. Um, the giant gaping hole in my schedule is now like refilled again. <laughs> so that's been nice and exciting. Um, and today, that is actually the topic of our pod today. The Prem is back. Sam and I predominantly do watch the Prem. I watch a bunch of other leagues, but I would say that's been the league. That is the league that I consume the most. So we today, we want to talk about uh, the return and the, our first impressions on the first uh maybe like 20-ish games a time of recording that have happened. Maybe slightly less than 20. But uh, yeah, so we're really excited about that. Uh, first question, though, what are you? Like, what kind of man are you? Like a crowd noise on or cry noise off? Um, I mean, 100%. Like, I, I see the fact that we needed the games back. But like, I'm gonna be real. Like, I definitely need crowd noise. Like, it's it honestly feels like a a training match. Like watching these matches, it feels like it's a training. It feels like practice of some sort of sort. And like I feel like players are able to feed off of the energy of the fans. Like not saying that like even if you're down, like even if you're defeated or like you are losing in a match, the fact that you can always rely on like your home base if they're traveling fans or if it's like your home turf, you literally get all that energy from the fans. Like that is enough to drive you from like a two like two nil like defeat at halftime to a three two win like things like that matter and like i guess even being able to have that advantage of like you hearing your managers on the sideline 
like giving you instructions and like don't even get me started on this whole like water break thing and like the whole like five subs thing like it's also weird. Oh, we're getting into what it. I will we're s- definitely going to get into it. <laughs> it's also weird, but what I will say is that like I am 100% thankful that, that the league is back because I don't know what I was going to do with myself. That being yeah, said, I was I like running out of things you know? to so do. So I'm a crowd noise on. Yeah. Oh, definitely crowd noise. I think it's for me it is most of like the background, right? It's just like a noise machine for me and it makes it less weird although i did hear like this perspective of like from people who like write match reports for instance and like in many ways like the crowd noise is quite deceiving to them because like it influences the way you see the game like the way the fans react will influence the way you see the game and if that's completely manufactured i guess it does color the way you could write that report but that being said i feel like some players might benefit from no crowd just like a bit more focus especially like players who just like really like can a little over focus a little bit on the on the fans do you think that no no a hundred percent a hundred percent i hear what you're saying like there's definitely this aspect of like calm before the storm like or like you being at being able to perform at the highest levels with less distractions but that just comes along with the game like this is entertainment and like for fans not to have their own say in such a vital way in these games or participations in like large gatherings like it's just strange like it we're we're gonna again i'm gonna rely and keep beating this dead horse of the players feed off of the energy that the fans are able to emote literally the chance like can you imagine like your favorite player scoring a goal going to even the celebrations have like like been toned back like who are you celebrating to are you celebrating with your teammates you know it's definitely strange and i want to see like i want us to get to a point where we're able to contribute more in some way that just does not pose like a threat to larger communities um of people like it's just definitely strange i don't know really what to make of it like i can't fully wrap my head around it I'm not going to say that I hate it, but I'm definitely not going to say that I love it. Uh, I definitely don't love it, but like my little, just like, I am like curious to see like what it changes from like, because I'm hopeful that this will like end soon. So I am definitely more like happy to like entertain. I'm just like, oh, what changes like when fans are there? Like I know that in Germany, in the Bundesliga, like right with the data they have, there's actually more time spent on the match. There's, like, less, like, 50-50s, like, or, like, there's, like, I haven't seen, like, any, like, really bad tacos, like, even since the Prem has started. And, like, I feel like those are things that, like, I imagine, like, when fans are there, like, players really do, like, up the ante. So you are correct in that way. But um, they just, I'm, like, really... In many ways, like, morbidly curious to see, like, ooh, what happens when you think no one's watching? A hundred percent. Like, wh- like really it, cool. it definitely changes the entire vibe and flow of the game. Yeah, it, I think it just, like, makes you, like, you need to, like, stay sharp this entire time. Because, like, to your point, it really can feel like a training match. And you have to remember, I was like, uh, actually, we might get, <laughs> we might, like, get, like, a defeat could mean relegation. So we, like, need to stay sharp. So it really does test, like... The mental focus, I would say. Mm-hmm. 
Couldn't agree more. But that being said, what do you think about like the stadiums, right? You know, some stadiums will have like fun cardboards, fun cutouts, and then some TIFOs. Like, I don't know. How do we creatively, until we can have live fans, what do we do with all this empty space? Well, this is this is what I think. I think just as fans abroad have been accustomed to going to bars and going to like these like public settings to support their teams like in the Premier League, like abroad, um, there should be some sort of forum in which fans are able to congregate. Like say there was like some sort of like Zoom meeting for like a thousand people in like your one region that were like X fans, like whatever, for you to be with everybody and like you moaning when like somebody like misses like a like an open attempt or something like that. And you again being able to participate in the joy when you are able to score or like defeat a team. Like there needs to be something somewhere where fans are able to collaborate collaboratively like share in like their triumph or defeat. You know what I mean? Like I feel like a bar, like a virtual bar would be amazing. A virtual pub would be classic. Like that would be a, a hit right off the bat. Cause like people want to get out there. People want to be with their friends when they're watching these matches. People want to, not just be at home talking to the TV, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I will task you with, like, coming up with the logistics on, like, how does everybody <laughs> not speak all over each other and how do you hear people? <laughs> but that's, like, yeah, I definitely agree that, like, community is real big and I've, like, been distantly, like, socially distantly watching, like, some games with, like, friends and that's, like, definitely felt infinitely better than just, like, me on my lonesome, which I don't mind, but it's always better with, like, company, obviously. But... Mm. So what, how was overall, like, you know, impressions of the Prem, like any winners, like what's, what's like, what's felt good? What's impressed you? Um, what has impressed me? I, I think there are, there are several things that have impressed me. Some of the things that are like, that have disappointed me. I think some of the officiating is definitely frustrating. Like it's, it's some officiating has been worse than it was before uh, COVID-19, which is ridiculous to me, considering that we've had, what, 100 plus days since the last Premier League match had been played. So, like, it gives you enough time for you to hone in on your craft, player or referee or official, like, whatever. So there's that. I'm disappointed in that. I am... Uh, specific, uh, any, like, specific instance? Um, I mean, I mean, you're going to push me there. The Arsenal-Brighton game, like, literally, like, watching <laughs> oh, that... Um, and Full disclosure, really... Sam is an Arsenal fan. So. I'm a Gunners fan. <laughs> just as I'm a Gunners fan. I had to go there. You know, like just we'll watching some of that match, it was just, ri- it, w- it was ridiculous. Like there was a midfielder, obviously, like I don't even like know names at this point because everybody has like a Black Lives Matter like name on their jersey. But there was a midfielder that committed several like offenses that literally were not addressed by the by the official at all. It was ridiculous, and that changes the entire flow of the game. He 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 committed at least five fouls, right? Five infractions, in which like after the second should have gotten a yellow. That definitely t- like changes the entire game plan. Their their game plan and dials it back and says, okay, cool. We are no longer going to be as aggressive at this point. And if that happened literally before halftime, who knows how the game would have panned out? You know what I mean? There are things like that that I think need to be focused on. Um, definitely one huge 
glaring officiating error was um i think the match before there was like a goal um i'm forgetting the oh, team yeah. that played there was a, there was a goal was, that was a it was B- villa sheffield united yeah was, what like, the heck was that a goal <laughs> what um, the heck was okay, that the so... ball was completely across and that had nothing to do with the um opposing player that literally was like teammate on teammate the ball went in the goal that's a goal i don't care like how you look oh. at it like that's a goal yeah, so what came out um, after that, like, so the ball, like, obviously to the eye, like, we were like, uh, I think it just went in, like, for sure, like, the naked eye can definitely tell, but, like, the referee's watch didn't go off for goal line technology, and, like, this is apparently, according to, like, the people who made goal line technology, this is, like, the first instant in, like, 9,900, like, 99 times like this has been used that goal line technology has been implemented that it's happened and what i don't so i do get that right like the, the referee like the watch didn't go off this is how you've been told to officiate what i don't get is why doesn't vr like this is like a clear and obvious error right this is like where you jump in and like mm-hmm. and say that that's an error like they deserve a goal like sheffield yeah. united deserve a goal a hundred percent. So like, that was I can't like, agree. a bit crazy I, to me. Yeah, I can't. I can't agree anymore because that's literally the impetus and the reason why we have VAR is for you to be able to look back at these things and say, "Hey, that was an error, clear and obvious error. We are going to correct that." I don't care what your watch is saying. If e- there are literally situations in which we're just like watching a match and we're like, "What is going on? What is taking so long?" Oh, VAR. The ref went to go consult VAR right quick. Cool. Like, add some more time on the injury time. Like, add, add some more time to the end of the game or, like, the end of the half, whatever. But, like, don't do that at the, like, do not not look at VAR at the expense of changing the entire game. Because that literally gives you three points. That literally saves you in some certain situations. Like, who knows what the end of the season is going to look like. So, like, you literally looking back and saying, damn, yeah, I really should have sure. like, that three Villa- yeah, like, oh, yeah, three points is, like, a huge deal. Three points, like, is a huge, like, means, like, yeah, I don't know, for Sheffield United could mean, like, making a push towards, like, maybe the Europa League places. And, like, um, if this had been the reverse for Villa, it could have meant, like, really living to fight another day. Exactly. I mean, Villa really did get, get one point that they didn't deserve. Yeah. But, so I guess they might be, like, pretty chilled about it. But I do agree, like, in many ways, I think the... I'm truly pro VAR and I think like we should officiate things. I'm just wildly frustrated by the way it's applied because I think especially in the Prem, they've both tried to like limit its interference in the game, but then like not given enough like consistent direction that there are things that everybody's like, well, that's when it would be useful. Like, so they just, I don't know. They haven't picked a side. Like either you like wanted to do this specific things and want to make the game better or you like want to like, limit any potential that it can have on the 100%. game Whoa. yeah <laughs> that's really uh that just yeah it's crazy i but on a happier note um all like things that were at least more on the positive side uh as you mentioned uh all the teams for the remainder of the seasons the players names will be replaced by black lives matter um just yeah the letters black lives matter on the back of their shirts and it's um well i guess i hope 
every listener should know what that means <laughs> unless you've like truly been off the grid for the last month but uh, what are your thoughts on that um i i mean i definitely there's also a moment of silence at the for the nhs i should mention at the beginning of games oh 100% 100% and i respect that so much i i 100% respect the fa for instituting time for this um because it's definitely a these are i thought it was player led yeah oh well Fair, 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 fair. And then they, if I agreed, they agreed, but like it was player led. Hundred percent is player led. I uh, definitely, definitely agree with that, though. I mean, it's it's something that's necessary. Um, these are definitely causes that are like affecting and like impacting like people globally. And so, for you to not say anything about this, it would definitely show. It would definitely be ill advised. Um, and so, it's great that the the players as well as the FA recognizing that um they are doing this it's so some sort of like solidarity which i definitely am greatly appreciative of um what i will say is that it's a it's a bit confusing if you don't know um as much uh a team that isn't your favorite team and so it's definitely like oh um who is this player like what are they doing like i don't really know like like i was literally like watching a match and i was like is that Declan rice is that is that Jack Grealish, like I can't tell. Oh, yep, that's Jack Grealish. I know his hair. You know what I mean? Um, but if yeah. That... Oh no, I'm been definitely picking up like indicators for players from just like here, like this, like tattoo here, like and just like other ways to identify players, which has been in its own way quite fun. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, I I also agree that I think it's like important as an institution to take a stance. However, I am also like, okay, but then what? You know, like after this ten matches, like what uh, feasible change? Like, are these words going to be followed with anything? You know, like are there like any? Is the representation? Um, I know in my last pod I said uh, that the Prem didn't have a black coach, but I was incorrect because I did not count Nuno mm, Espirito Santo yeah. because I did. He's Portuguese, but I didn't know if he identified as black. But mm. I've seen that floated about, so I could also still be wrong. We have to let the man speak for himself. But either way, it's like that's one. Even with that, that's one out of twenty in the Prem that has like nearly like like thirty percent of that of the populations like where are they in the boardrooms like right where are the coaches and when you see things like uh signs that i've seen like a protest right of people like we may never understand but i stand with you it's like that makes sense mm-hmm. but that's why it's important to pe- people in positions of power who do understand so like when players come and say there's racism happening mm-hmm. there's like people who are really most likely to understand in like positions of power no no, no i 100 percent get you i mean the fact that like we're even like thinking about it right now. We're like, well, we don't see a glaring amount of diversity amongst like managers in the Premier League. That's like a huge problem in and of itself. And then you can even like look at like look at like technical directors or look at like people that are assistant like managers, like things like that. Like it's like, yo, where's the diversity? Like, I mean, the players are just as diverse. The players come from every corner of the world. So why can't the managers? You know, like I'm not. I'm exactly. not saying you like, get it's someone. Not ran- feasible. Yeah, I'm not saying yeah. you get someone random, and you're like, you know what? Just because like you are of like this minority, we are going to place you as like a manager of like, like, X club. Like, no. I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm saying definitely go out and search for talent that can do that because you're gonna make some sort it of does exactly. Exist, it does you exist. Know. You're gonna make some sort of like falsified argument that it doesn't exist when it's not true. There's definitely people that are capable, um, competent of fulfilling those positions. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I think like that it's like really important to understand that like the re- like we have to like be conscientious in like inclusion because like we inherited a world that was like ex very like excluded so many people. So in order to write that, we have to consciously address that. It can just like you know because like if we don't do that and then we just like continue to uphold the existing system which we have acknowledged that is not inclusive exactly <laughs> so i do agree but like i mean so that was really nice however at the burnley game <laughs> that was um ish. did you catch the plane flying over of white lives matter burnley a hundred percent no i hundred percent caught that i mean i think the the response from the club was, I mean, very political, like saying, like, hey, we are going to investigate this. But, like, there needs to be something there needs to be something rectified this way. Like, you cannot be sitting there and saying, like, oh, yeah, that happened. You need to take a stance against it and say, like, hey, there's no room for this in our club at all. There's no room for us in our club, our league, in the world at all. Like, you need to come out full force against this or else it will happen. People will think that this is cool. People will think that this is acceptable when it really isn't. You are having... These things happen and make, literally make the players uncomfortable. It makes everyone uncomfortable. It's like, why is this happening for so long? I can give you my all. Yeah, I mean, I did enjoy, like, the players, like, afterwards, like, the player interviews. There was, like, a firm sense of just, like, that is, like, absolutely despicable. It doesn't speak for us. And, like, I mean, that's something that is floating around. Like, the blue lives matter, white lives matter. I'm just like, which, I mean, I am not sure, like, how to clearly explain this that when but we'll give it another go yeah but like when people say black lives matter they don't say black lives matter only (laughs) like only black lives matter it's like they like the reason we have to say this is because like systems like society and like everywhere we live treats them like that they don't matter like if like it's like obviously all lives matter like when people say like save like i don't know sea turtles it doesn't mean like fuck all the other like aquatic animals exactly exactly (laughs) anyways i I apologize for the cursing but (laughs) i have tried to like find it and be like "Mm." but then at some point you do realize that like people do get it but they just don't like it Mm -hmm. they just disagree so and then you just get get a move on but i'm proud that the league is taking a stance. I think it's definitely a step in the right direction. And I think it's our job as fans and like every like players and like everybody who loves the game to like hold them accountable to more action than just like letters on a t-shirt. Yeah. And then that's how we move forward. No, nah, no, nah, I feel you. I feel you a hundred percent. And so what else, what else do you like? What are your other impressions on the prem so far? Um... Thoughts on the five substitutions. Yeah, I mean, like I said, like the five substitutions is definitely weird. Um, definitely a strange addition. I won't say weird. Let me say strange, bizarre to me. Um, How so? In that it definitely is advantageous and disadvantageous. Like if you look at it, like Arsenal had like two literal, like in our first match, two injuries to yeah, uh, like, Shaka within and the first pa- half. Yeah, Shaka and Palomari. It wasn't even in like the first half, like 20 minutes like within 20 minutes of the match to two uh injuries without those five we would have been screwed i mean with those five we were screwed but whatever but like it's it's weird because then again you look at like the match today the the manchester match i think who was it manchester v sheffield 
Manchester v. Yeah, Sheffield. Yeah, we were playing Sheffield. Yeah, there was like five subs at one time. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if there are three subs, three subs at one time is like rarely happens. Like, I'm talking like point one percent of matches ever. Like, that happens. The fact that there are five now, it's like, okay, cool. We are up a goal or two, right? We're just going to bring all of our players that we are that we care most about off right now and put all the other players on and let them get some burn. Like, five may be a little egregious. Like, who came up with that number is my thing, for one. And then two, something else that's, like, really... Something else that's, like, really, like, strange to me is, like, these water breaks. Like, they only, the only time I will advocate for water breaks is when it is egregiously hot. Like, imagine playing... In it a, is egregiously hot. This is England we're talking it about, is, Sam. It is, like, but, They like, don't get, like, tone temperatures. No, 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 but it is. But, like, also, like, were we not expecting this? You know what I mean? Like, we were, like, we were expecting this. Games definitely would have been played already, like, whatever. But, like, adding, like, two of half is, like... We're playing in England. We're not playing... No, it's one and a half. No, no, yeah, yeah, sorry. One and a half. Yeah. One and a half to a match. Adding... To, like like we're not playing in Qatar we're playing in England like we're not playing in Qatar we're not playing in I guess like relative to like when they'll be playing this match day it is like truly like significantly hotter it is so I do get is. that so cool. I guess I guess for the for the safety of the players there's that but then it also gives you the opportunity yeah. it gives you the opportunity for more tactics like manager speaking to their players one-on-one saying hey blah 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 like yeah but it's not like one team gets it and the other doesn't oh right? no no that's 100 fair that's 100 fair i feel you which is why i'm saying i miss the fans because like in those situations like the situation that they're in right now there are no fans to say to to make these noise to make noises or distractions so you can 100 hear what your manager's saying in an actual game situation um where there are fans you can barely hear that which is why that halftime talk is so pivotal so pivotal. You are able to now make these changes on the fly. Like, you are able to say, like, cool. Like, I don't even got to talk to my back line right quick because I know I have this uh, this water break per half coming up. Boom, I can speak to them then. I can speak to them, like, right now because, I mean, I can just yell at them and say, hey, keep that shape because they will hear me. You know what I mean? So, like, these mm. changes are, like, low-key impacting the way and the style of the game. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, like, and I think... I agree that there's definitely impact. I I think I land on the other side where like I think the impact is really good and I actually would I'm one of the people who would prefer to keep the five substitutions throughout the season. Mm-hmm. For like a couple of reasons though, like I think for load management, I think that's like really important. Like I mean I just like think of it like as NBA load management style mm-hmm. and I think that's like a really great opportunity to do that. There's like this one season where I don't know the example that really starts to mind is like uh Hyungmin Sun, like the Spurs player, yeah. like had played like literally like maybe like 90% of every available minute for yeah. club and country. I'm just like that just doesn't seem feasible and it doesn't seem to be in like the interest of the player. So my But like fans and like teams mm-hmm. will like moan about like players not making an appearance. But like if you like really walk them that hard, it's like it's it's terrible. No, no, I hear what you're <laughs> and saying. And I think like subs can do that. I hear what you're saying, but then I will push back and say that's the reason why you have a deep roster. That's the reason why you are able to like half players be reserves rather than subs like you can have somebody on the reserves for load management reasons like 
again, like we can think we can think of like several. But players. then, when do they see game time? Right. I mean, like, it de- like, that depends on like their ability work, to you know? like play like minutes like improves like your match sharpness, right? Yeah. Yeah. And if you can like sl- like I'm thinking about like young players like having that many subs. That's two extra spots that like I would as a manager like if things are going well like really use to like blood young players and then you would like that's two more opportunities for like academy players to like come on okay things are good we are starting to like really slowly slowly integrate you into the team as opposed to like okay Kane is resting we're putting like this 16 year old like to start and all this pressure is on him versus okay Kane has given us 60 good minutes and let's try you out for 30. Fair. Fair. I mean, I just, I, I would just love the rationale behind five because it seems so arbitrary. Like, I mean, we've never, we've never provoked some sort of uh, conversation of like, why three? Because it's always been three. You know what I mean? Or not always, but for as long as I've been alive, it's been three. So like, obviously, like I'm going to play devil's advocate and say like, why five? At that point, we might as well just say seven now. Uh, no, I think five is actually pretty, like, acceptable because, like, I think five, like, like, I just really count, like, three of them are, like, truly tactical. One is for, like, a young, again, I'm also, like, making this up as the way I would understanding, like, one is for, like, probably blooding a new player and the other one is, like, for, for an injury, for instance, right? That way you can, like, just, like, be able to, like, switch out an injury without, like, truly like compromising the shape or like making drastic changes but then again like the number is like i don't i haven't read why five but i also don't mind it being five mm-hmm. i think seven is too many yeah and i think six is getting to be a little much but i do like that they've maintained like it can only be made in this three windows i'm glad there's not like five opportunities because then i think that's too many stoppages i would much rather like it to be it can make an, you make these subs in these windows and there is a max amount of subs that you can make in the windows because like i said like having isn't that like i mean you're you're a man u fan so like you're definitely going to be in sport you're like yeah there's like like five come on at a time like cool that changes the entire flow of the game and that's i guess that's what a sub is supposed to do it's supposed to change the vibe yeah, of the game i think it but just like does it on like a though, bigger scale five though like you know, i think at once i wouldn't mind being like you can make at most three at a time like that doesn't really bother me but i do think that like i mean the like you just said like the point of a sub is to like completely like if you're down to shake up the opposition give them yeah. something new to think about right and if you're up you're like okay we have like really just like games on games and games like a really packed schedule and then like rest people but to your point i do agree that like five people like really changing about almost half the team is a lot so i actually wouldn't mind being like okay max three at a time you know yeah i would definitely i would definitely love like a some sort of like limitation like three would be pretty fire i'd be like yeah i mean cool that that is another added layer of like tactfulness that managers and players need to exhibit you know another angle in the game yeah and i think it's gonna make it like a little bit more interesting yeah yeah i did hear like a really good well like what was like a sound argument against him just like this really disadvantages the the claim is that it disadvantages like like poor teams in the prem yeah uh or like i mean no team is poor in the in the traditional sense of the word but like teams that are not like man city that like who's like b team or like bench is 
another team that could be in the Premier League. <laughs> but I to that like so say like the fact that like City can bring on Sane, Aguero and all this is like very different from like how deep like that roster is so deep and so impressively well. But I'm also like I mean to me it doesn't like com- like upset the balance or like the the disadvantages that like teams that don't have Man City money already yeah. have, they're just now getting to use that. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, like you said. Like it doesn't mean now Sane would have gone to like Brighton or whatever. But I what I do think it can give like the other lower clubs like leeway to be like more creative no. and use their academy. I hundred percent which I always encourage. Saying. Like I mean, again, Man City being the focal point of this right now. Man City's A team is de- like Man City's A team is amazing. Man City's B team is amazing. Like Man City's B team is better than some A teams in the pre in the, in like prem like so it's like that's a reset button that's a okay cool we've gotten our three goals with the A team you guys figure out like how many you can get with the B team like stuff like that that's like that definitely is like disadvantageous for you to be a side that doesn't have enough funds or like again like a side like Arsenal that one isn't deep in defenders two doesn't know what's going on in their front office in terms of purchasing players and like. Yeah, but that means Arsenal should get its shit together. I mean, yes, <laughs> 100%. You know what I mean? 100%. That means that Arsenal should get their shit together. But then I'm saying that that shouldn't come at the expense of like a league-wide mandated amount of subs that you can make. You know what I mean? Like, it's really like just like adding insult to injury. It's like, okay, five, five subs. Damn. Well, we were going to get crushed by this team right quick, but like, now they're definitely about to demolish us. They're about to obliterate us. So, like, whatever. Yeah, I mean, speaking of Arsenal, I haven't decided. I know we're talking things that have impressed and things that have disappointed us. This, I haven't decided how I feel about this. A lot of things have changed in the world, but, you know, I am eternally grateful that some things like the Arsenal backline never change, you know? I am <laughs> definitely... Like, some things you can rely upon. <laughs> definitely, it's just a ridiculous situation at this point. Like, it's... It, it's it, I was thinking about this. Like, it, it doesn't even stem from, like, Mikel Arteta. Like, this is a generational curse. It has to... I like him. It has I like to, him as a coach, It has to actually. be a generational curse because this is not his fault. Like, it is not... You could say that it stemmed from Unai Emery, but I think not even Arsene Wenger. It literally is just something with our back line. We just cannot get it together. And rather than us, the key, the thing with Arsenal is that we focus on loyal agents. Rather than us pooling our money together and creating some sort of funding um, that you can disperse over X amount of installments, we go for players that are linked with loyal agents because Arsenal... We are cheapskates. We want to find the best deal, which is ridiculous. (laughs) And anything that we do, we are not able to purchase players just outright and say, hey, this person is going to have an immediate impact. Like, no honeymoon phase. Like, no, like, two, two months or whatever. Like, no. Two matches in the league, boom. They're literally on top of their game from whatever league they came from. And this isn't to put any sort of Arsenal player down. I'm always going to back them, man. I'm always going to back them. But... If you want to look at like our most recent signings, like look at Pepe. Pepe comes into form. Pepe goes out of form. But Pepe is just like a very expensive player. Like he costs like what, 80, 80 million pounds or something like that? Some absurd amount of money. Like one yeah, of the most. Like seven. Yeah. So I'm just like, bro, you have a deadly left foot. You are fast as hell. You play wing. Why aren't you cutting in and why aren't you taking shots on goal? This is your forte. This is what you do. Like literally you are a monster. 
I'm getting sick and tired of these welcome to Arsenal videos for people that don't. And this isn't, a, again, this is not a dig at Pepe, but I'm getting sick and tired of these welcome to Arsenal videos. Welcome to what? What are we welcoming yeah, you to? Yeah, I think what. Yeah, I think what like that reveals to me anyway as like an outsider is um because like because of like the recruiting style and the already like really lack of depth and like lack of a reliable like foundation of a team when you do buy a Pepe there's absolutely like no wiggle room whatsoever to adjust to like a completely different league with d different expectations. And I do, as a Man U fan, like, feel like that's the situation, like, Pogba landed into, where he's, like, a really talented player. I mean, he's definitely, like, a cut above Pepe, but, like, a really talented player, spend a ridiculous amount of money, but he comes into a team and a coach that's just, like, not equipped to support him. And, like, when things don't go well, everybody's just like, but we spent this much money on you. But, like, you need to, at least in my opinion, you need to be able to equip players to success to succeed you know you need to build environments that foster success you need to have like a, in arsenal's case a, a backline that doesn't leak goals that's what you need a backline that doesn't freaking leak goals like not even that you need what we need is a leader the fact that we are don't even get me started on mustafi like i i watch matches when <laughs> mustafi starts don't even get me started on mustafi like the guy great the guy has a family like whatever the guy's a family man he tries his best but his best is just not sufficient at this point why like i don't care what anyone is saying like he can have an amazing game i'm not gonna back him at this point because i know that he has a track record of literally being unreliable he is reliable in being unreliable like what kind of oxymoron yeah. is that yeah at least he's this is reliable in something he's reliable, though, right like, it's just it's just <laughs> ridiculous i'm like bro like you are getting turned around you are getting played like we really need someone like someone that will boss back like the back line like we've been asking for how how long have we been asking for defenders like 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 we've been <laughs> asking like for a, defenders for, I can for for literal years for literal years yeah. what we need what we need is Dio Upamecano that's who we need Upa Makano, that's yeah, literally no, we no, I call dibs. Sorry. Well, the, the thing <laughs> about it is like the thing about it is like many fans, many fans can say like we really need him. I think he's okay. Like I've seen him get ripped before. I've literally seen like people in the Bundesliga like do work on him, which is fine. But I've also seen him do work, and now we are getting reports that like I think he's a phenomenal defender. I think he has he's like great potential. A hundred percent. I think that yeah. he has the stock right there. He's very young. Let's see if what, can you can you spend the money? I mean, I would spend the money. He's twenty one years old. I mean, like, come on, like dish out the funds and let's train him. Because how are you going to get players to want to come to Arsenal Football Club if your players don't even want to stay at Arsenal Football Club? The fact that Arsenal is still sitting here saying all right, cool, we want Saka to sign his deal. Saka is like 18 years old. And he's over here saying like, yo. That's I'm, a bright side though, right? He's 18 years old, but he hasn't signed the deal. They're saying he that he's- looking they're, like a they're saying that he's, They're saying that he's uh, very close. Arteta literally came out in a press conference like a couple hours ago and said he's very close to signing. Very close to signing only because this same today, listen, Arsenal is a damn club. The same today, Arsenal goes and offers David Luiz a year extension- um Paulo mm -hmm. Mari extension um Sore's extension as well as Danny Ceballos extension like literally all these things are occurring right now 
And I'm like, wait, 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 why are we doing this? And we're not focusing on Saka. We're not focusing on literally Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, who is being linked to Barcelona, who we know when he gets his yeah, chance, I think it's harder to keep hold of. For yes, sure, the only Aubameyang, reason he's gonna, frankly. the only reason why he's gonna be harder to keep a hold of, is because we have players that are literally on the team that are not saying stay, because they don't know if they're gonna stay. We don't know what's gonna happen to Lacazette. You know what I'm saying? Literally, like there's there's yeah. reports coming off of we're literally gonna get rid of Guendouzi. Guendouzi hasn't even played at the club for two years. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot of, uh, suffice to say, I think the general takeaway is there's a lot of restructuring to be done. And obviously, understandably, that the market is not what it, we anticipated it to be. It's not going to be that. So I think some clubs will have to get a bit creative, So, but hopefully some gems. But on uh, cheap clubs, like cheap skates... I think we, I want to talk a little bit about Spurs, who are the true equivalent of we have food at home <laughs> kind of club. <laughs> just like, but I was just throwing you, I was like, mm, we got food at home. I mean, I, mean, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say that. I wouldn't even say that because look, their most expensive player, Tanguai, literally said he wants to leave. He literally, Tangi, yeah. yeah, he literally said that he's going to leave because he had a falling out with Jose Marino. Jose Marino was like, yo, you're not at 100% yet. And he's like, I am at 100%. You should play me. Just letting him ride the bench. And we know that Jose Marino, you as a Man United fan, you know that this guy has a big ego. And he doesn't care who you are. If he wants to play, he's going to play. If he doesn't, you could you could screw right on off. You know what I'm saying? The fact that Tanguy is now going to say, like, hey, you know what? That's cute. That's cool. I still got PSG on my line. I still got Juve on my line. I still got Barca on my line. I chose to come, I chose to, come to Spurs. I don't and think I can those lines whenever. are actually quite as, like... He, he literally he still has ha- no, no. open he, still, he, thinks. he does have those lines because they literally they literally his agents are literally contacting them and they're telling him hey at the price tag that you want that you were purchased oh, no, no. at an- for Spurs we can't give you that right now because we're literally purchasing other players but what we can do is do some sort of like installment plan for like 60 mil well, they still have to deal with Daniel Levy, so there's that, who is not a fun person, at least from reports, to do business with, and he yeah. will, like, how go on show and get, like, the best deal out, at least sports, uh, sports fans can trust that. But I do think, uh, on the subject of, like, football, I think they've really greatly benefited from the for, from the time off, well, like, the imposed time off. I think we've seen, like... The, but I think just like at some point at the, before the lockdown, they were like half of the team was injured. And I think they've seen like a return of those players. I mean, they got blessed. Do you think they'll be able to make a push? They got a push, a push for, for top four. I mean, let's look at let's I mean, if we literally look at like the like the top half of the top half of the of the league right now, it's Liverpool, City, Leicester, Chelsea and Man U, right? Bottom half literally is. Wolverhampton, Spurs, Sheffield, Crystal Palace, and Everton. Unfortunately, Arsenal's not in there anymore, whatever. But the fact that, like, we are now, like, rating teams, like, Tottenham should not be scared of Wolverhampton. They only they only have, like, like two decent players at best, in my opinion. Two decent players at best that they should be, that they should be, that they should, that they should be scared of. Like... They have two players at best that they should be scared of compared to what they have. You know what I'm saying? Man, Manchester United is on a rip right uh, now. No losses. No losses in the past, like, what, two games? Like, there are there are reasons for you to be scared, but at the end of the league, at the end of the day... No, we haven't had a loss in, like, I, I'm, 14 games. 
Well, like we're, we're maybe no, no, no. At the at the end of the day, on. at the end of the day, what I will say is that Tottenham will be playing European football. Like we can, like we can almost bank on that. Tottenham has a. Have you seen Tottenham's like future couple of games, like their next couple of games? Like Tottenham has it like laid uh, out for them. What? Tottenham is playing like Sheffield next. Uh, like Tottenham has it like laid out for them I, in terms I of did, like. I mean. Uh, yeah, I think, although I wouldn't, like, call it, like, super, like, laid out. I wouldn't, like, necessarily write them as, like, through and through, like, the only game in their lineup. And for those who don't have that up, they have Sheffield United, Everton, uh, Bournemouth, uh, Arsenal, Newcastle, Leicester, and they finish at Crystal Palace. I'm not sure if that's at Selhurst Park or at the new Spar Stadium. But I think the only, like, really the true one that I'd be like, okay, I think that's going to mostly likely be a win is the Bournemouth game. But I would say, oh, okay, maybe in the Arsenal game. <laughs> but I can't. Um, I think that Newcastle has actually been doing quite well. And I think Crystal Palace is on a good run despite their defeat today. And... I don't know. I think Spurs can run hot and cold. I don't think Kane... I think Kane loses his legs truly, like, after 60, 70 minutes. He's a wonderful player. But... And it seems like Mourinho is, like, a bit hesitant to, like, substitute, at least in the two games. Again, small sample size. But I think there's, like... I don't know. There's, there could be some body, boggy games. I, I definitely hear what you're saying. Um, I just see it. I mean, like, look at it this way, like... Their midfield is boss. They can capitalize and counterattack like it's nothing. Like they got it. They literally got it. Like they will be like you'll we'll, we'll look back on this podcast again and you will see. Like they will be playing European football in some fashion, some way. Like well, better be Europe, like, though. They will be playing European football some way. Like there's no way that they don't. The team that like 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 okay. again. You know what? I'm going to hold you to that, Sam. We will, like, revisit this and it'll be like, predictions Sam got wrong. <laughs> I'm telling you. You know, but I do think they have a good shot. I don't disagree that they have a good shot. I I guess I don't see it as clear-cut as you do, but I think all the Spurs uh, fans out there are especially grateful to that. One team, a couple of other teams I did want to bring up, there's... Um, Really, uh, let's talk relegation. Unfortunately, I've not had to, the chance to watch all the games. But where are we thinking in terms of relegation? Norwich is definitely going down, right? And that's that's but actually one hundred percent. That's just one hundred percent like unfortunate because you got good players like Todd Cantwell. That like is that his name? Cantwell? I just know that's yeah. his last name. Yeah, he's fire. Like Aston Villa, that sucks for you guys. Burnmouth, that sucks for you guys. If you, if they are the ones getting relegated, but like I mean, look at it this way, like. The Hamas are also like in it as are, and Watford as well. These are these are teams. It's surprising that Watford's in it, but these are teams. At the beginning of the season, you like I literally, if I were to give you who I think is going to go down, who would have got relegated in my opinion, would have been Burnley, would have been Brighton, Hove, and Albion, and it would have been like an obscure team. It probably would have been Norwich. But now these other teams are literally saying like, hey, we've been counted out. We're going to be in the league for a little bit more. We're going to get some more cash. We're going to do this year in, year out. Then we're going to make some nice signings. We're going to grow some players home, like homegrown. Like, I'm just at the point where it's like, what do we even make of this league? 
Like, what what can I even make of it's, this league? Like, it's ex- exciting. That's why. <laughs> That is one great takeaway. Yeah, I think uh, it really greatly disappoints me that Norwich is most likely slash definitely going down because I do, like, have enjoyed watching them play. They they will be, like, the best team to go down in recent times because they're just, like, they are good for spells of games. Like, they just, just really have, like, moments of, like, oh, my God, they have so much potential. And then it's just uh, the wheels come off the bus, you know? That's like a bit tough. Um, a little bit um on the non-title race, really, <laughs> which is um Liverpool is definitely gonna win the league. Do we even need to discuss that? I did want them to like stumble their way to the league, though, to the title. Like, I want you to win it, but I want you to like in the most unfashionable way, like draws and draws and draws. I mean, they, they just have to they just have to win their next fan. match, and I think it's going to be very sweet if they win it versus Man City, who they're playing next. Like that's just like another like added like, damn it, we got this. Like your reign is like now over. Which again, can we say that Man City's reign over that? In- injection of no cat. no that team is coming back you know what i'm saying that team that team is going to come back, back, that that back like even harder get pep to stay yeah they're going to come back even harder and say i mean he's staying it no no seems. he'll stay he'll stay they're going to come back even harder and say all right word you thought that you can count us out you thought that after that influx of oil money that we had you guys were going to come and mess this up nah they're going to come back they're going to come back ridiculously strong especially after offloading sane like it's going to be stupid like they're offloading sane Fernandino. I really like, wanted him to kid. It seems like it's not going to work out, but I enjoy Sané as a player, and I would like to see him in the Prem. I guess I will still see I, him in the Bundesliga, which seems like the most likely. Yeah, I 100 percent love them in the Bundesliga. Like that's his. That that's where he thrives. I mean, go wherever is going to be the best for you, bro. Like, and I mean, it seems that like these these coaches have like arbitrary reasonings for not playing players. It's just weird. They'll just be like, Nah, I don't really like this player. We're not playing him. Boom. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I guess from this is what I would see from the press. I imagine if they weren't like being recorded, they probably have like more detailed takes on it. But to the best of our knowledge, um, yeah, it seems like it's more of an issue between Pep and or like at least the club and Sané that he won't be getting a ton of minutes and seems the player wants to go. So like you said, like wish him the best of luck. And he's a great talent and I look forward to seeing what he does. 100%. But I think, again, as I mentioned, we do obviously do not have enough time to go through all the clubs. But are there any impressions of the Prem that you would, any last impressions that you would like to point to before we take a quick break? Any last impressions? Um, I'm not, I, I, again, not sure if there's been anything that like, has stood out to me other than things that I've mentioned. Um, I'm definitely going to love to see how deals get worked out, what it's what that's going to look like. Um, I definitely am, like, super excited about, like, some of the derbies that are coming up. Um, those are always a great time, and it's going to be weird seeing that or, or strange seeing that when there are no fans. Um, and, and then also something that I'm, like, looking forward to is the fact that Liverpool is going to hold this trophy. Like, they, they deserve it. They have a good squad, great coach great manager like give credit where credit is due and we'll see what's up i mean look we have champions league football coming back in like a little over a month so we'll see who's really talking a lot of like crap right now uh, i guess at, at that point you know like 
Liverpool can do... We'll see if Liverpool can do the double. Mm. Well, they... Do you mean in the cup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they are not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I guess the last impression for me, it will be completely... Just, just completely, I guess, two things. Uh, from a complete, like, menu perspective, I'm looking forward to see how this, like, Pogba, Hernandez midfield duo will work out. So that seems quite exciting so far. And I'm also, like, really excited to see, like, the young players that are getting chances from menu. Like, Greenwood is getting more time and he's looking good. And, like, Phil Foden for City is getting, like, a little bit more time. And I don't know. So I've... Uh, making an effort to like start tracking like more young players that will get an opportunity as a result of just this extended season. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but uh, with that, let's take a quick break and we'll be back with some sidelines asides. Welcome back to football asides. This is sidelines asides. Wow, that's a lot of asides. A <laughs> uh, segment on the show <laughs> where we discuss a question that is completely unrelated to the main topic of the pod, but it's just nonsense generally, and we like to have fun with it. So, Sam, for today, um, I have a one or two questions. We'll see how that goes. The first question is broadly, who won quarantine? What football player has won quarantine? What football player has won quarantine? Um, you can determine the scope. Like, what do you mean by when? Just I feel you like know. the football player that has won quarantine. Do you want this in BPL or just like like generally like in the world? Generally, really, like go wild. in the world. I probably would would go back and say like Paulo Dybala. Dybala, he's. I mean. You, people count him out. People think that like Juventus is just stacked with Cristiano and like other players, and like he just shows up and he's like, "Listen, I'm doing my job. Boom, I'm score worldies for you. That's what's gonna happen. Like, boom, just straight like that." And if you want me to keep it like in the UK, um, I, I, I think you'd be happy to hear this. It's definitely gonna be Paul Pogba because he gets counted out again, day and day out. He doesn't get playing time depending on like when it is in the season, and like then he's still like serving off like dishes, like changing the entire like momentum of games like the balls that he's just sending across pitch or like him like yeah mm. like stuff that like that and then, like, him, like yeah him dancing in, in the box mm. literally dancing in the box and i'm like eric dyer yeah. you got a foul i'm like stuff like that is just like it's like bruh it's like bro <laughs> i'm just like maybe his earpiece like your direct link to eric dyer just maybe just fell you out and he saying? didn't catch that bit <laughs> yeah hmm um, I think for me is, again, uh, it might seem biased, but I think we can all agree that Marcus yeah. Rashford has won quarantine. Um, just for like a ton of off the pitch work, like raising uh, money to like feed like for like food banks in Manchester, like in his hometown, which is like really awesome. And obviously, you know, getting the prime minister to reverse his stance on food vouchers and extending them through the summer. That was wonderful. So I feel like mm, he's doing pretty well. Now let's get some goals going, but I think he's for definitely sure, for one sure. quarantine for me. Um, another question, yeah, yeah, if done. you have time for it. Um, what 
so I know now every player like has had a haircut, but like, what is the hair situation that surprised you the most out of quarantine? Um, hmm. Someone recently did something really ridiculous with their hair. Like, I think it's probably like. <laughs> no, no, no. Is it Eric Lamella dying, dying it? it? I think it might even be Bundesliga side, like John Sancho. Like, he had like no cut at all. I was like, bruh. You've literally been... I was like, he had, like, no cut yeah. at all. And I was like, oh. who is that? It looked like he had, like, a helmet on or something like that. I was like, bruh, like, what is that <laughs> cut? But then, you know, he got right. I think he went to, like, HD cuts, like, in London. And I was like, bro, he definitely, like, performed some sort of, like, surgical, like, performance, like, on your head, bro, because you look completely different now. Um, and then, I guess, on the flip side, somebody that I knew was always going to kill it, like, Hector Bellerin, like, he cut his hair and then every cut his hair and then everybody started so like cutting their hair i was like bro a like style he's gonna look truly. good in like anything so like yeah, that's just me being biased but yeah i agree no i agree you're not even being biased like hector Bellerin, like not a style icon truly and if he wants to take his life off the pitch and oh 100 that man is a beast it. i want to take this in, <laughs> yeah i want to take this in a more bizarre angle which is players that i didn't know could grow hair that was like the first pictures of mm-hmm. training, like when they were back training. Seeing Sadio Mane and Ngol with hair. Strange. That was for sure. So strange. I was baffled. I was like, okay, I just, even in my wildest dreams, I could not have imagined this. And I'm here for it. Please keep them coming. That was, it gave me like an, obs- <laughs> an obscene amount of joy. Especially Conte. Conte just like exudes like it joy. Was so wonderful. Like, just seeing him like, yeah. I know, and then just, uh, it's it's amazing, and I was just like, okay, this has been, yeah, it's been awesome, <laughs> I've found great joy in that. Yeah, thank you, Sam, that's it for me, do you have anything no, no, else I'm, you'd I'm like good. to thank add? Thank you so much for having me, this was a blast. Yeah, thank you for joining me. This has been absolutely wonderful, picking your brain on the prem. And then, as usual, we always go longer than we intended because the conversation is just so good. Um, Now, you know, it's true. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so please do find us on the social medias, as the kids say these days. Uh, We're at Football Asides on Instagram and Twitter. And yeah, and hope you enjoy our pod and give it a rating. Hit us up with some feedback. We love to hear it. And I'm sure Sam will be back. Sam, thank you so much. Stay safe in the streets. Definitely. And I'm sure we'll talk soon. Yeah. And I hope they buy you a cinnabag. <laughs> That's my wish for you.